seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live radio contact. Devil Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, fresh from his BBC debut on BBC Radio Manchester Call in the whole FC game. We've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How was the BBC? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. It was a bit nerve wracking, really, but um, no, it was good. It's because you've got headphones on and you can hear the studio are constantly giving, you know, well, not me instructions, but the, uh, Matt Newsom, the commentator, they were giving him instructions all the time. So it was it was good. But Matt's a lovely guy. He does, um, you know, the listeners will probably know, know who he is. He does a lot of the commentary on the Super League show. He's a very enthusiastic commentator and uh, you'll, you'll pick his voice out straight away. But really nice guy. He made me feel really at home. We seem to get on really well as well in the commentary and a bit of banter on that. And I enjoyed it. I'd love to do it again if they ever asked me. But no, it was an enjoyable experience. But the only thing was, it, it was difficult because it was a bit of a, a bit of poor performance. And, you know, this, I was disappointed as the game was going on. And it's hard to keep yourself like positive, you know, when you're a supporter. And you just want to get up and start, start shouting at the team. But no, I enjoyed it. It was a nice speech on them. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, live on BBC Radio Manchester, you know, getting the podcast name out there, letting everyone know that we exist. Uh, brilliant stuff, Paul. Well done. No, it was, it was good. I spoke to Jack Dean and they, they spoke to me before the, the game went, went live and introduced me. And, that, and they introduced me as Paul from Devil in the Detail, so I don't know how they knew that because I didn't tell them. So, and, and they kept mentioning Devil in the Detail as the game went on, which is good for us, isn't it? It gets us, gets us out there. So, uh, so, yeah, I was very pleased with that. Don't forget, if you ask for a commentator... Pass me number on. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Well, I was saying that to that man on, the, on Sunday. I said, you know, there's, there's you know, two halves of the podcast with really, other people as well. So, uh, so yeah, it'd be great if we could work alongside them or, you know, get gather experience off them. Because these BBC guys are, are experts, aren't they, in the field? So, uh, it's great to, to, to learn things off them. you're learning all the time, aren't you? I mean, I'm no, no sort of media guru. I mean, I've just I've done a bit of writing and this, that and the other, but... You know, I fix boilers for a living, so this is, is new stuff to me. You know, and you've taught me loads as well, Rob, since I've come on the podcast. So you learn all the time, don't you? And the main thing is you enjoy it because Salford's you, you know, it's part of your life, isn't it? And you know, it's, it's a bit of an, it's enjoyment for me watching the team and that's so all these other things a little optional extra. But uh, but no, I'm sure we'll uh, there'll be more things coming in the future for us both. Yeah, obviously when when you look back at you know where we've come from as a podcast and how we've grown, uh, you know, through the years, Paul, five years we've we've, we've been doing this now. And it's it's amazing, you know, the amount we've grown and what we've covered, and you know, you kind of have to thank our listeners for sticking with us, you know, for a few way, few years while we've got our experience and kind of uh, figured out what we were doing because obviously we had a few rough years of, of dodgy sound quality, um, but you know, I think now, Paul, I think we've I think we've cracked it now. He says. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, well, I came on as a guest initially, didn't I? I, I didn't. Like we said before, I'd, I'd known your face from the matches, but I didn't know you, you, you personally. And uh, I came on as a guest, and I remember coming here at the stadium. And, and when I did that night, I thought I want to come on this every week now because I absolutely loved it. And uh, 
you know, um, I don't think I've missed a show since. I think I've been with you every week, haven't I? So, and it, it's just part of my life now. I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. I tell people about it. And, um, you know, I think it's great. I think you know, it's a special thing. I don't think every club in Super League or Rugby League has got a podcast, have they? So, you know, I think um, I think we do, we do it all right, aren't we? And the listeners make it, don't they? They, they make the, the podcast. And uh, long may it continue, mate. I love it. Yeah, like I said, the, the listeners are the, the, the people that make it for us. You know, all the comments, all the interaction, all the sharing of the, you know, the videos and the podcasts and the match reports and the match previews. Getting the message out, Paul, and it, you know, to, to everybody, you know, what the, what the fans think and, you know, what we think. And it's, it's great. I think it's, it's been an adventure and, you know, you know, long may it continue, I think. Yes, yeah, certainly. And how many friends have you made through the, the podcast as well, where, you know, Facebook friends and, and then you, you speak to them people at the matches and, and you get on with them. And I think it's great. It's like a, a bit of a family in itself and, and the podcasters as well. So, um, so yeah, like you say, long may it continue. And hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have some, some good news to report. Because the last couple of weeks, it's, I know we've not been hammered in any of the games, but they've been disappointing games, haven't they? So hopefully we can get a good cup run now. We can get Rochdale out of the way on, on Friday and uh, progress in that. And you never know. Could it be Wembley 50 years or who knows? That's all to yeah, we'll see what happens, Paul. So, loads going on in this week's show. We're going to review the game against Hull. We've got interviews with Jackson Hastings and Greg Burke. Uh, we've got what Owen Coates' Tarno. We've got all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. We've got Port, your amateur report, Paul. And then we're going to preview the game against Rochdale on Friday night. So, what we'll do, Paul, we'll start off with the Hull game uh, on Sunday. And uh, our defeat there. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were defeated against Hull FC, 16-23. <coughs> Paul, a bit frustrating for me, I thought. I thought, going into that game, Hull at home, a game we had to win if we were going to be a top four, top five, top six club. We tried, the effort was there. I can't fault the players for effort, but we're just lacking that little bit of summit that gets us over the line. Yeah, I think we was. We were lacking the, the finishing touches, really, I thought. And, and again, we mentioned it. I know we didn't do a show last week, did we? But the week before, we mentioned it at the Cascade and the Wakefield game. How, how slow our starts had been um, getting off on the front foot. But we didn't, again, you know, we conceded a try after five minutes and then a penalty goal extended their lead to eight, nil, 11 minutes gone. And you're behind the eight ball, aren't you, straight away and on the back foot? And you can't afford to do that, especially at home. We've been a bit disappointed at home this season. We've just a one win so far. Hull were low on confidence after their big defeat the week before. And I don't like mentioning all their injuries because I think sometimes people read too much into that saying they've got 11 players out. I mean, we, we had players out as well, that's how it right. They had a lot of good players in the team, international players. So they had a good side out, a decent side out. Gareth Ellis also played, didn't he? I thought it was, it was excellent for 37 years of age. But uh, no, I thought it was flat. And I thought we, we snatched at chances and I thought we panicked. I think our confidence has dropped and we sort of snatched at chances and, and tried to score every time we had the ball rather than building patient, you know, patient pressure and taking our chances. We, we didn't, we had enough ball to win about two games. It wasn't, we started the possession, we had loads of ball. So, so yeah, it was a disappointing result. Yeah, Solver's lineup was Evels at fullback, Inu, Chamberlain, Jake Bibby, Daryl Olfurst, Rob Lewis, Jackson Hastings, Adam Walcott, Joey Lusick. Uh, Gil Dudson, Josh Jones, George Griffin, and at least all was Mark Fanning. On the bench was Greg Burke, Chris Wellen, Ben Nackenboy, and Justin Turgut. Uh, Paul, like you said, uh, slow start. Um, Josh Griffin, ex-Sulford player, 
uh, bursting through that sofa defence, showing some good good, good footwork. Um, it's a sign of things to come, unfortunately. We couldn't really bottle them up, could we? No, Josh Griffin played really well, you know, scoring a hat trick of tries there. And to be honest, I thought he was the only real danger man for Hull. I didn't think they'd be caused us loads of problems. They didn't bust us up, did they? I thought the, the front row was good as Scott Taylor, Mickey Payer, and, and Danny Houghton as well. I thought they'd be really well. Scott Taylor, good powerful winner. Max Need was good as well. He marshalled his team around the field, didn't he? He took his opportunities. He kicked uh, those penalty goals as well, didn't he, to extend the lead and dropped a goal. So he, he bossed the game for them, really. But I don't think Hull are the, the greatest side in the league, are they? I, I thought they defended well, though. I thought they worked really hard in defence. We took some poor last tackle options, and as I said before, flapped a bit, didn't we, when we got near the line and bombed a few chances. We had two tries disallowed as well. Um, one of those, I don't like playing with a free, but that first one in the first, I think Evans scored. I think he pulled it back for a push. I thought it was obstruction at first, but it wasn't. He, I think it was Chris, Kristen Inu, a push. I thought it was a harsh decision, that, and in the second half, all puts had a try this long for the forward pass. So, unlucky there, I think, really, with those two decisions. Three tries apiece again. Um, so, we weren't a million miles away, Rob. But uh, it was a disappointing, disappointing result, especially at home. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. The thing what it is for me, Paul, it is kind of when you're in the arm wrestle. How, how many times can the boys keep going in this, in this kind of pressure cooker sort of atmosphere? Each game being in that arm wrestle... And not not coming out the other side as a winner. That's my, that's my concern because you've got to keep going to that level, aren't you? And hopefully one day it'll turn. And that's what I'm hoping for because obviously we've had a few defeats, but we have been quite close. We haven't had a blowout scoreline yet, have we? So it's going to turn, and when it turns, we're going to take up the two points, which then will hopefully start our season again. Yeah, definitely. I heard a few people. I don't read a lot of stuff on Facebook because it gets me angry. I was reading stuff what people were putting on about about Watson and it's amazing you know we won in Catalan and everybody's Watson's the best thing since sliced bread is coach of the year and what difference a couple of weeks make or like a month make and I said that to my dad at the time he was having a, a pint after after the match in France and I said to him you know it's great this we can we can soak this up and enjoy it but knowing Salford in a few weeks time we'll, we'll be talking about defeats and that because sometimes you, like me I'm a bit I wouldn't say I was a pessimist, but I'm a realist sometimes when it comes to Salford. And, you know, I was reading some of that stuff and it, it winds me up because I think somebody said, um, get rid of Watson and put Gleason in, in charge as the coach. And I thought, well, Gleason's there now. So if Gleason's got ideas, he's going to be giving him Watson now. So it, it just didn't make any sense to me. I think sometimes you've got to hold your nerve, hasn't, haven't you, as a supporter? Don't you know, throw your toys at the prem and say, oh, drop him and sack him and all that. I think you've just got to knuckle down and. The performance, things aren't going to get easy. We've got two tough games over Easter against Warrington and Wigan. I heard people again say, oh, we're going to get nothing from them games. But how do you know that? Every week is different. You know, Warrington aren't going to be at the top of the game every week. It's very difficult to play the way they're playing every single week. So you take that game when it comes, don't you? But if I was, you know, at Salford, I wouldn't be panicking. I'd just be... Uh, concentrating on this week in the Cup. It's a break, isn't it, Malfoy? I think that's a good thing. This Cup game's come at a good time now. Um, we can re- recharge our batteries. You know, we've got to take Rochdale serious. You can't be going there undercooked. You know, take the game seriously and uh, you know, build some confidence ahead of Easter. Yeah, but Bob, the top sides play don't always play fantastic with the league every week. Sometimes they have to grind the result out, don't they? And that and that's and that's where we kind of struggle. I think it comes with experience. I think of, of winning tough games and close games. Look at Leeds Rhinos, for example struggling at the, at the bottom of, of Super League at the moment. 
you know, looking back at their proud history, you've got, you know, Danny Maguire, Peacock. You know, they led that side to, to Challenge Cup wins and, and, and you know, Challenge, uh, Super League wins. And it and they knew how to win. And, the, and, they, and their team that around them knew how to win as well. But you lose the top people who, who were, you know, the, people, the top people in, in the team who are the leaders and they disappear. The rest of the team then struggle to, to, to get back to that winning mentality and winning process. And that, and that's where we, I think we are. We haven't got that kind of leadership, uh, sort of quality amongst that group of players who, who know how to grind, grind a win out and know how to win dirty and know how to win ugly. And, that, and that's the difference. You have to learn to win that way. And it's just a matter, I think, of just turning the corner. It will come. I've got, I've got a good feeling. And I know, I'll tell you why, because we've got too many good quality players in that squad to not be very good. Yeah, well, a few injuries have kicked in though as well, haven't they? You know, Ken Seal missing. I think Ken's a massive miss for us. He, you look at him and the start he made to the season, he's been real steady, Eddie, hasn't he? He's, he's been dead good under the eye ball. He scored a couple of tries, been good going forward. Now, I think we've missed him since he got injured. Your captain's out into the world, Lee Moss. So he's probably arguably our best forward, isn't he? Uh, you know, really good going forward. You, you're missing him as well. You know, we've not seen Josh Wood this season. Dan Murray's picked up an injury as well, and, and his ribs have been out for a couple of weeks. So with the small squad that we've got, it's difficult sometimes when you get players all like that. So, um, so yeah, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking at all yet. To be honest with you, uh, we've had some good wins up to now, and, and the games that we've lost, we've been well in those games. And it's just a matter to me of. I think Watto said it, it was. Um, some individual errors again that cost us, didn't they? On 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 Sunday, we, we we coughed the ball up a few times, and I think if watching the tries back, some of them tries we can see the Griffin tries with it was scruffy. Some of them weren't it? poor defending, just between kicks again. So he's tweaking. I think he's tweaking for us now, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to try. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Paul. Obviously, just looking back at the game, you got the um, is it Jack Logan gets sinned in at six eight, yeah, and then Hull then. Uh, get a penalty if Snead kicks it to take, take it to 10 6 at our time, Paul. If obviously Salford, and Salford aren't involved in that, if it's the other way around, do do we score there? Do we extend our lead there if we lose them? Well, that's, no, that's where you've, you've, got, you've got to be smarter, and that's another word what I was using it. We're not, we're not smart sometimes, are we? You've got to be very professional at this level now, and I think who were they knew the right time to play. Um, they, they knew what to do when they had a man simbing. I think, I'm not saying they milked penalties, but they, they got penalties a, a couple of times when they were professional about it, weren't they? And, uh, yeah, you've got to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you've got you've to be, got to be you've sorry, got to sorry, what you've got to do, you've got to micromanage that situation. Yeah, that, 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 ten minute, that 10 minute period, like when he goes off to when he comes back on, you've got to walk, you've sort of kind of weather the storm. And, and play the game at your speed and and and, and look at obviously this Salford side there's been better quality of player in this Salford side than a lot of Salford teams in the past and we are very close to being a team that can take advantage of that this week we didn't do and Hull rolled it out and then scored with Griffin just after our time which then took the game away from us but Hull are a good side and they've been in Challenge Cup finals and they've been in semi-finals and they've been in pressure cooker atmospheres and they know in, in crucial moments, we've got to micromanage that situation, and that's where we are, and that's where we need to be, and that's what we've got to do to learn to move to move football as as a team in the club. I mean. Yeah, it is, Rob. And on the other side of the corner, it's difficult when you're talking to supporters every week, and 
what I was saying, the same sort of thing, whereas we're learning. Supporters are only going to put up with that, that answer so long. And I think what I was, he said to me on, on Sunday, you know, we need to learn fast. I'm telling you, we're discussing the same things every week and it's not good enough. So he knows that. He knows things aren't right. And on his interview, you'll hear him say about changes will be made. And I think he's disappointed. I think he feels that certain players let him down. I, I wouldn't like to say who, but he'll know. The coaching staff will know which players have let him down and he'll, he'll make changes accordingly. Well, the, the players will know as well. Deep down, the individuals will know too. Yeah. Because they'll look, they'll look at themselves in the mirror and they're at home. Yeah, we, we talk about, you know, when, when they're in the crowd and, and, you know, when they're playing you know, on the pitch. But when they go home and there's no bathroom just before they go to bed at night and they look, in the, look at themselves in the mirror, they'll know, you know, if they're giving it 100% or not. And it doesn't matter what we say to them, you know, on, you know, people say to them on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever, you know, getting him, get, you know, giving him you know, really bad stuff, which which is really bad in, in my opinion. I don't think you know social media is not built for that, right? But the players, the play, players who you know who are underperforming, you know, and they'll look at themselves in the mirror, and it's up to them how they, you know, if they want to lift their own performance and, and be become a better player for themselves, they will. And that and that's the difference, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So defeated, but not too downhearted. Uh, we spoke to. Greg Burke and Jackson Athens after the game, and this is what you have to say. Gentlemen, by Jackson Athens, tough defeat that. Yeah, it's frustrating, mate. It's the same thing every week. I think um, the last four weeks have really killed ourselves. Uh, we're in every single game, and we seem to let in some soft tries. So uh, it's extremely frustrating that every time we do a review, it's the same stuff. So we've got to fix it quick, or we're going to get. Yeah, obviously, like you said, competitive in each game. It's something to build on. Obviously, you keep getting beat in the end, but. It's not the end of the world. If we keep working hard, it will turn. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. We got we got to win them, mate. Uh, we're we got a we got a team now that doesn't just happy is not happy losing, mate. We're expected to win, so yeah, we're still in a decent position, but we have got to start winning those games. It's it's extremely frustrating that we keep see, but letting ourselves down and and, and um, you know giving teams to jump on us and completing at fifty percent and doing little things like that. And, and concede soft tries on fifth tackles just not good enough. So, if it doesn't get addressed soon, as I said, we'll be out the back door pretty quick. Yeah, Rochdale next week in the cup. Like you said, opportunity to get a bit of confidence and secure another win. Yeah, well, we just need a win, mate. It doesn't matter who you play or what composition, you just want to win. So, um, I know after the spray we just got there, we'll be getting flogged at training and, and taking Rochdale very, very seriously. You know, they got some good players, and um, if you don't turn up, anyone will beat you, especially the way we started that game. So, um, we'll be on our toes and ready to go, mate. Obviously, Ch- Challenge Cup is a big thing all, yeah. all over the world. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, yeah, it'll lead us to a, to a Challenge no. Cup win. You never know. Yeah, it's, ex- it's exciting to be a part of something like that, mate. Obviously, we don't have it in Australia. So, um, obviously, very iconic and, and a lot of history behind it. So, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, it's hard to look forward at the moment. Just still trying to get our heads around um, how poorly we started that game and, and gave us too much to do. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to being part of the Cup. Cheers, Bith. Thanks for talking to us. Cheers, mate. Detail. Time, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye, Greg Burke. Tough defeat, that. It was, yeah. Um, I think we just had our own worst enemy, to be honest. Um, I mean, we just got within a score again. Um, had a great carry off the kickoff, and then you know one of the boys drops the ball to play the ball. It's just little, just little things like that that are annoying, really. They're just um, they're what's keeping us from winning games because we've had we've had four games now that we've lost, yeah, but we've not not been disgraced. And if anything, we should have won the games. We've just been our own almost. Our almost enemy, so um, it's just really frustrating. Yeah, last three games, like you've been in the arm wrestle each one. Do you kind of take anything from that moving forward that you can compete? It's just yeah. getting over the edge. That's the, that's the thing. We know that if we if we can be 
not give ourselves a chance, but well, yeah, to be honest, give ourselves a chance and complete right, we'll beat teams because, like I said, we've been just coming up short against the likes of Hull and Wakefield and them, t- them teams, and um, just before it gets Wigan, even um, it's not giving us, especially with like discipline and things. I mean, you know, you can't really say much about the, you know, the decisions on them, but I think some of them were a bit suspect. But it is what it is. Um, and again, completions, it's just. It's just, I don't know, it's really frustrating at the moment, but, um, yeah, that's the main thing I think we can take from today. Yeah, Rochdale next week in the Cup. Yeah. Opportunity to win that, build a bit of yeah, confidence. Definitely, yeah. Obviously, um, we just had a big, you know, a big chat then about, um, obviously, we've, we've got this little period now where we've come off losses, but we've got a different comp. Gets Rochdale, and obviously we need to change it now and get back on the horse and uh, get a really big win, really, to be honest. Um, that's the main thing, um, is to just get back into... Doing what we do best, um, you know, get back on completing. Because when we do, we're thirteen apart. That's what we're doing early on. We just need to get back into that mindset instead of chasing, chasing games and chasing a tries. I think that's the problem. We're trying to score too too often and too much instead of just building that pressure. And that's what the big, the best teams are doing. Um, especially when we've come up against some like Saints and things like that. And that's where we want to be. And today we're not we're not we're not a team who's looking to looking out over our shoulder. We're looking up. Um, and we've just got to change that. Change that mentality of you know believing ourselves really because we're, we're a really good side. Um, but at the moment, obviously the results aren't, aren't going our way. Cheers, big thank. Talk to us in Devil Detail. Right, thank you very Cheers, much. Cheers, mate. That was Jackson Hastings and Greg Burke after the game of both. Very, very upset and disappointed. I thought um, with the result. Yeah, definitely. I think I think they were. You know, Jackson Hastings is. He's a, he's a leader, isn't he? He's probably not loose, used to losing games. In last season when he came in, we, we, we won all the matches he played, didn't we? So, uh, you know, he's trying hard as well. You can't fault his commitment and his effort. And I don't, I don't like to say this, but sometimes you look at him and think, is he just a bit too quick in the head for some of our players? I don't know. Probably that's a bit harsh to say that. But, um, but yeah, he's working hard. And his partnership with Robert Lewis... I think it's stalled, hasn't it, in the last couple of weeks? They did not seem to click like they did in, in, in Catalan in that game against uh, the Dragons. The work needs to be done. I think players need to, to just keep working and keep believing. And what I said that a few times about about the belief. And, you know, confidence does drop, doesn't it? We're on a, a losing run on four games. And players start to doubt themselves, don't they? And, uh, this break, I think, as I said before, is, is going to be good for them. You know, you get a cup game, you can recharge your batteries at a different competition and then obviously hit the, the ground running for the Easter matches. Yeah, I, I don't think you can sort of, uh, sort of um, fault Jackson Hastings, you know, effort. Uh, but like you said, Paul, he's, he's doing all he can and these top sides have superstars, don't they, in, in the team. But when games get tough, in crucial moments of the game, somebody somewhere finds something. And you, yeah, you can't yeah. on Jackson Aces. You can't say, Jackson, I want a bit more off you. But for me, Jackson Aces are doing a lot. And I, and I can't yes, yes. Jackson say, Jackson, I need you to do a bit more. Because Jackson Aces is doing far more than what he could be doing. If the yeah. whole team was, well, how, the, the team is drafted. I'm not saying the effort's not there. But the effort and the treatment to the cause is there. But what I need, I need that 1%. You give me that 1%, and that makes, that turns around a, a loss to a, to a win. And that, that's yeah. the difference. And, and it comes down to individuals at crucial moments in crucial games, how they react to that. It might be yeah. and into them. It might it might be just having to having to you know some might be a lost cause we don't know. But you know you find you find in big games in crucial moments 
what real players are really made of. And, and, and this is what I think, as a club, we, we just, we've got some really good players there. We just need them to find something in big moments, which takes this club to the next level. There it is. Yeah, I think you just, just going back to that, um, you talk about good players and match-winning players, and I watched a bit of the, the Castleford game against Wigan, and they was was being beaten comfortably by Wigan. I think it was Friday night, and whole uh, and Joe Greenwood went off, and he caused a lot of damage against us. And there was another player went off, and I can't remember who it was. Now. And after that, Wigan seemed to fall apart. And when you think about the last few weeks, we played a lot of these sides when they've got all the players back. Same with Wigan, all the players seemed to be fit in that game, didn't they? And um, I think we've caught quite a few teams with uh, as they've come back and gained confidence and we, we caught them like that. So, uh, not that I'm finding an excuse for us, but I'm just trying to look for a positive, really. And uh, You know, let's let's be positive about it because, it, you know, not to be too down out, there's a long way to go in this season as well yet and uh, there's a lot of winnable matches there and a lot of games to be won. Yeah, there is positives, Paul, because we're, we're, we're competing in games. We're, you know, we, we've seen Salford sides that, that haven't in the past. You get a bit of a wobble and we, and we cave in and then we get put 34 or 50 on us. This team's different. This team has got character that will stick in the game as long as it can. It just needs, it just needs that bit of summit that, takes us, that makes us a winner. And that, and that comes from within, really. Yeah. But we'll have to see. You know, hopefully, we've got enough, I think we've got enough quality players in this squad to qualify for, for, the, for the playoffs. And, that, and I'd, I'd say that because we've got you know enough eight out of ten players there every week that that, that get that will get us over the line if we get in a position to do so. It's finding that consistency. If you want to finish in that top five, you've got to be consistent. You've got to back it up week in week out. It's no use going and winning in, in Catalan by forty six points to them, then coming back and losing five or six games on the bounce because you won't make that top five. You've got to be consistent. So we know we've got it in us. You can go over there and turn the dragons over by that that score. And the attacking rugby we played that night, we've got it in us. But since we've come back, we've sort of put the cue on the rack a bit for me. We've not played like that. And you can say it all you want. Oh, everything went right that night. Everything clicked that night. But there was a different intensity that night. And we've not seen that intensity since we've come back. So that is up to the players now because we know they can do it. That's up to those players to put their hands up now and say, we're going to play like that again. We're going to perform. I mean, maybe not score all those magnificent tries like that. We did defend like we did that night. You know, because if you look at our defence that night, we defended like Trojans that night, didn't we? Yeah. And since then, the defence was lacking a bit on, on Sunday against all we like some some soft tries in, didn't we? And against Wakefield the week before, some of them tries were really poor as well. So that's up to the players to stick their hands up and say, right, we're going to work hard this week, and uh, you know, you're not going to you're not going to you know, knock us over on this line. We're going to keep it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, you know, the Catalan game. People have watched that and thought, right, what we need to do is close him down. Don't do, don't let him go there. Do this and do that, and Salford can't. Stop playing. What Salford have to do at that point is find another way of winning. Like the top exactly. side. You always find, obviously, Ian Watson and, and Martin Gleeson, the coaching staff, they, you know, they have tactical knowledge. They, they, they you know, will, will look at the game and, and figure out from, from, you know, from their vantage point what has to be done to win. But on the field, sometimes the players have to make their own decisions, don't they? And they can't turn around and wait for Ian Watson to make a decision on, on how to change this game. Sometimes you've got to look around and figure it out yourself. And that's what top sides do, and that's why that's why they are top sides. That's why Saints are competing in you know Super League Grand Finals and and, and Challenge Cup semi finals and finals because when it comes to push come to shove, somebody somewhere finds a way, and that's what we're we're learning to do it. And I'm I'm, I'm confident we will get there eventually. We just need that little bit of a step up. That's what we need.
in my opinion. Spot on, mate. So, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, Paul. And it's what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Hey, Ian Watson joins me. You must be disappointed. I've just missed your yeah. press conference, but what did he say in there? Four defeats on the spin. Oh, I just... I just think what's it? We're saying the same things at the moment, over and over again. We're beating ourselves. Teams, we feel like we're putting, we're not building enough pressure on the opposition. We're giving them two easy outs in yardage. You think about the first two tries. Scott Taylor runs through, gets two penalties on the back end of it, due to a little bit of soft defence. Um, and then they come up the other end and they score. We need to be a bit more resilient in, in them areas there. And then when we do get our opportunities, we've got to take them. I think we built a load of pressure in that first half, um, but we just didn't turn anything into points because we were bombing our opportunities for little individual um, errors, really. I was just going to say, did you feel that you had an opportunity today? Because it seemed like we bombed an yeah. awful lot. We had an awful lot of field position as well. You weathered a storm. Yeah. The first 15 minutes, then we got on top in that first half. We just couldn't take yeah, our chances. I, just, I don't think we weathered it as well as what um, you think in the first half because obviously they put two scores on us, so they go up in front, and that ultimately cost us the game of how we started. Which, if you look at the last four weeks, the first halves of what have caused um, it's not kind of the back end of the first half or the second half. It's that first start there, so maybe we need, like I said, we need to look at something and um, reshape it on the back end of here. But there needs to be changes on the back end of that because we've said the same things over the last four weeks, really. Did you expect a backlash from from Hull today after their hiding they had last week? Because they yeah. seem to have a resilience about them today in defence, don't they? Yeah, you, you know, teams always gonna, when teams have had a good hiding, they're always going to come back at you and they're going to fight hard the week after as well because it's dented the pride and it's it, it's hurt them as a group. What we've got to be is we've got to be going into every game with that attitude and that we're desperate, we're more desperate than them to win. We've had a chance to go outright third in the last four weeks, and for the last four weeks we've bombed it. So we can't be talking about being a playoff team until we start nailing some of these results. Where is it things you're going to be looking at in training? Is it just them finishing touches? Yeah, this is the smarts, mate. To be fair, it's in individual errors that are letting us down at this moment in time. It's crucial areas and individual kind of discipline issues as well. So we need to have a little look at that and find out which is the best way for us to go. So could you make changes next week? You've got Roxdale Hornets next week in the cup. Yep. Is that a refreshing change for you from the league, having a cup break? Because you can perhaps bring players in who've been on the fringes and yep. people who are coming back from injury. Well, regardless, even if we had a league game next week, there'd be players coming in on the back of that performance. I've stuck by a few people now over the last few weeks and I don't think they've... Um, they started off okay, but now they've started to drop the standards again, and that's not what we want. We should have been able to turn up here today and get the job done today, and we've not managed to do that, so now I've got to make a choice on the back end of that. And for me, I'll be making some choices. So, whether we're playing a league game, we're playing Rochdale next week, we'll be making some choices going into that one. Is it a worry for you now that the form, you know, with the Easter period coming up as well? Because you've got two tough games yeah. over Easter today, so you an ideal opportunity to get the two points, get on to 10 points yeah. before the Easter games come. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not worried about kind of going forward I'll worry about the here and now and I know we've just bombed another opportunity there we're, we're a good team who are bombing opportunities we're a young team who are trying to learn but we're bombing opportunities and we're not being smart in certain areas and I know you get that through experience and I know we're lacking a couple of experienced players at the moment but we need to be smart it's like the try in the far corner where Chris Newton's got underneath and he's holding the guy up but there's two players around him get in and lock on ball it's, it's not rocket science it's simple Edgar's over in the corner but then let's go with the ball is getting up it's been given on Sky for the last four weeks it's been given us a knock on when you let go of the ball over the try line it's a little bit of smarts carrying out in yardage looking to try and get a penalty when you're carrying Durrell coming, when he, he, yeah, he's doing great getting us on the front foot for the Mars majority but he's consistently giving them kind of knock ons or them penalties away and it's like I say it's, you've got to be willing individually to smarten and fix them things up because 
they're not things you, you can actually practice all the time without apart from bashing into a contact in training and getting up a floor which they do all the time anyway and they do fine it's into that game mode fatigue that they need to be tidying these areas up and then that will push them to a, another level as a player at the moment I think we're finding out what, what level of players some of our guys are at Have you got anybody that's on the way back from injury? No, we're missing, we seem to be missing Lee Moss at the moment he's a big leader big yeah. captain and, and I know he's been missing for the last few weeks now hasn't he we've noticed that yeah. missing Ken Seo as well yeah. how long are we looking at these guys I know you think you said to me the other week Ken Seo was six to eight weeks wasn't yeah, it? So yeah. it probably, Ken's going to probably be more towards magic weekend to it, which is like I say his, his experience and his know-how and his kind of leadership's a, a big one for Lee Moss again exactly he's not going to be magic he's, he's going to be a few weeks off um, but he's getting closer um, is Junior Sow injured? Jun no Junior's fresh now Junior's fit now um, JP was holding his own and doing well on the back end of that um, for now he comes into full on contention he definitely will play next week um, so it's up to him then to stake his claim and I know he asked you the same question every week how's Josh Wood Is he? have you had any more news on him was it a bit of a setback with his, with his injury yeah, he's, a, he's a real mystery at the moment I like it for us as a, for us as a squad it's not great one week, one week we think he's going to be able to play the week after we don't think he's going to be able to play and then the week after he comes back and says I'm great I, I think I can play and then he has a little bit of a setback again in training so no one really knows mate it's a bit of a crystal uh, ball gazing with um, Woody at the moment and that, that's a worry for us because as a squad when you've got people like Lee Mossop Ken Seal um, Greg Johnson, uh, Tyrone McCarthy, and Josh Wood all sat on the sidelines. We only have a 25 man squad anyway. We're actually down to 2019 players at this moment in time. Um, but that's not an excuse for why for why we've done what we've done today. But we do miss that experience. Was it exciting to see the Challenge Cup draw made this week? Rochdale Hornets home. You couldn't have asked for more than a, than a home tie in the cup. Yeah. Is the you know, obviously the cup excites you? Yeah, yeah. It? You win this game. You're in the last 16. Yeah. You can't look past Rochdale, but you must be excited no. about the cup. Yeah. The Challenge Cup something that everyone looks excited. For. It's a big, big kind of statement in it. You led Salford to a yeah. semi-final a few years ago, and it'd be great to go that one step further. Yeah, it? Oh, mate, we'd love to have a great Challenge Cup run as well. And and I know little areas that we just need to tie up in these games, and with every opportunity to kind of get there, we just need to start turning these little small errors of ours and lapses of concentration into wins, really, because that's what it is. If you look at last week, who we played, we conceded three tries on the last tackle, we conceded a couple of tries again on the last tackle. They're generally, the concentration things are a little bit smart. It's not, teams are not opening us up and breaking us down, which bodes well, but we can't just keep saying that. We've got to turn them into actual wins. I think the frustrating thing for supporters today is all the points hold score were scored by ex-Salford players. Yeah. Three tries for Josh Griffin and all the kicks from, from Mark Sneed, so yeah. that, that tells you something, doesn't yeah. it, as well? Yeah. But the players who you, you, you never wanted to lose. Um, Josh, I know I was here when Josh was here and we didn't want to lose Josh, but he made a choice and went on to Hull. He's won the Challenge Cup since there. Matt Sneed, he was here before our time, but I believe he was always kind of a bit of a, a good kid coming through. And you look at the career he's had, he's had a great kind of kicking career and organisation of kind of Hull over the last few years. And I thought he kicked well again today. You think about the penalty kicks, he didn't miss any, he's banged them all over. Well, keep your chin up, Ian. I shall speak to you next week. Thanks for talking to us, mate. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, mate. Coach's corner. So that was Ian Watson, Paul. Talk to yourself after the game. Um, changes are afoot. Ian Watson was not happy. No, well, I think he's every right now to be happy, Rob. You know, that whole side of, have been poor, haven't they? They've got maybe 60 points at home. And you're, you're always going to get a reaction from them, aren't you? Know, Lee Radford's a young coach like Ian Watson, and he's a good coach as well, I believe. Lee Radford, he gets a lot of stick from the supporters on the side. And I think sometimes they can be pretty fickle. I mean, they've won two Challenge Cups underneath him. And, 
you know, he's um, he's one of the youngest coaches in the league as as Ian is, and they're both doing a, doing a good job. And he had his his players fired up for for Sunday. You could tell that, and they've got a good pair of halfbacks in Telly and, and uh, Sneed, and they did a good job on us. But uh, but no, Ian's Ian's every right to be disappointed. And uh, it's funny, it's going to be difficult to make for him to make wholesale changes because we're not the biggest squad in the world, have we? So, but I think there'll be people changed round, and you know, the, the people he's identified who didn't perform on that day, they they probably won't play in a structure. Yeah, I suppose with Rochdale, gives them an opportunity, you know, to, to obviously clear the decks a bit, get everyone, you know, might be a few players suffering from injury maybe, gives them a, an opportunity to rest them maybe and, and bring someone help in. But like Ian Watson likes to say, Paul, he says this to you a few times, people come in, opportunity to, to, to make something happen, so then you keep your shirt. And that and that's what this game against Rochdale is. People might come in who, who aren't playing every week and it's a chance for them to say, right, show us what you've got. If you, if you play well, and show us a good performance, we'll have to shoot next week. Well, definitely, you've got two two guys I can name off. Well, three guys I can name off. Logan Tompkins, I'm not so sure whether Logan's been been injured. I don't think he has. I don't, he's just not been getting picked. Junior Sal, I can't remember the last time Junior played. He's, it was before the Catalan game, wasn't it? Because JPB came in and played at Catalan and has kept the shirt since. So Junior will be, be, be itching to get back in the team. And you've got Tyrone McCarthy as well, who's, who's not played much this season. So them guys, if they do get an opportunity against Rochdale on it on Friday, you'd be expecting them to, to be really fired up and wanting to impress Ian Watson to, to get into the side for, for Easter. So that's one of the, the, the flip sides of, of the coin now of, of having that. You know, one thing with Rochdale is you've got to be careful. You don't underestimate him. You know, I fully expect us to beat Rochdale. But a few years ago, if you remember rightly, Swinton went away from home and beat Huddersfield. And I think Swinton were at the bottom of the championship at the time. So it's very similar to this fixture on Friday. So you can't take any team lightly. You've got to, you've got to go into the game and give them respect and, and, and play your rugby league. And if you are going to put some players on the bench and, and bring them on later on, Get the game won first before before you do that. But I'm sure Ian won't be taking Rochdale lightly. He's not that sort of coach. He'll uh, give them the respect they deserve. Yeah. Well, look at the stats, Paul. Uh, top meter makers, Gil Goodson, 113. Uh, Adam Walker, 98. Uh, George Griffin, 53. Uh, ben Nakamuai, 44. Daryl Olferts, 171 metres he made on Friday. Has he been running around the car park? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Given Miss Dewey, he played well. I thought. Oh, because he, he knocked on again, didn't he? A couple of mistakes. I know a few people have said, you know, he's, he's not good enough. And this, that, and he's quite, he's quite a, it's quite a varied opinion on all puts his performance. But I think he's improved this year. I think he's improved out of sight, and he's uh, he's very good. He's a very good ball returner. The one criticism I've got of him is every time he. Brings the ball back. I've got me out of my mouth. He's going to offload it because he always looks like he's going to throw a pass out. But uh, no, I thought he made some good ground. My man of the match before he did the man of the match is that was Gil Dudson. I thought on on Sunday. I thought Gil played really well. He took the ball up really well. He run it in really hard as well. And um, he, he's been a consistent performer. You know, you've been talking about these eight out of ten guys. I think he's been that nearly every week. I think he's been really good for us. Yeah, I think he's I think he's up there all at the moment uh, to be one of our players of the year. Like you say, consistent every week, puts in the shifts, makes the tackles, makes the big meters, nothing silly, just does his job, and, and that and that's and that's what you want, uh, I think. Just touching back on Alford, for me, you know, a lot of teams obviously kick to him, but he is a danger, and I think what people think will think what to tie him out by kicking to him and putting pressure on him, so he doesn't have the energy to you know to damage other teams. That's what I'm thinking anyway. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he don't he'll drop the other. Mistake, drops your ball, which, which is one of them things, but give him, give him good ball and good position, and he'll score. He's very strong as well. 
He's yeah. a very good, uh, very good kick return and very strong bloke. And I'd love to see him get that that opportunity to, to to break through because we've not really seen his lightning pace that often, have we? If you can get get in the ball in good field position and put him through a gap. If you had a centre like Jamie Lyon playing with him, he'd probably score three strikes a game, wouldn't he? He just needs that, that player with him who can set him free. And uh, But no, I've been very impressed with him this season. He's improved and he's, he's another lad who, who works, works really hard. And we've got a team full of guys like that now, I think. No, I don't think we've got the, the most talented squad in the league. We've got some good players and we've got some, some guys that are willing to, to work, the, work the socks on every week. Yeah, Adam Walker, another one. Two off 100. Um, you know, he's another one. Eight out of ten every week. Graft off. Sort of nasty, you know, forward who likes to be aggressive, likes to, you know, make big meters. That that's the kind of forward that we've lacked, I think, in the past. Um, but yeah, great for him as well to get near it well, over hundred. Yeah, um, I thought Hull bottled him up, Adam Walker, a bit on Sunday. He's he, he made made some ground going forward, but his game is he sort of turns in the tackle and he's always looking to offload the ball. Even though he told me that wasn't his game, he said, uh, "No, people know me as an offloader, but I'm not really." But, but he is, I think he is. He's always looking to pass out. But whole team to they seem to be switched on to his offload game on Sunday, and they they, they bottled him up and, and, and grabbed his arms and, and didn't let him get the ball out, so he wasn't as effective as now. But he's another guy who's been out of the, out for a while, hasn't he, with his, his suspension? So he missed a lot of rugby league, a lot of time. So he's, he's taking a bit of time to get back into the swing of things. And I think you've noticed every week since he made his debut. He's, he's played that little bit longer and looked that little bit fitter. So, um, so I, I think he's going to be a good player for us this season, definitely. Yeah, I'm just thinking if we can get another one over hundred consistently every week, then then it's on. That, that's what that's what we're short of. An extra thirty forty well, minutes. Yeah, that's your lead muscle, isn't it? Once yeah. you've got lead muscle, back, he'll make it over hundred every week. Yeah, maybe that might be, that might be it. That might, might that might be the the, the answer, Paul. Maybe uh, tacklers, top tacklers. Uh, Gil Dudson with thirty seven. George Griffin with forty eight. Uh, Mark Flanagan with 31, Lucic with 40. You know, 48 from Griffin. That's an effort. That's a massive effort. Well done, him. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a lot of tackles. It's Malcolm Alcaresta, isn't it? He sort of put shit in like that. So, uh, yeah, we worked hard. George Griffin, he had a bit of a tussle with his uh, with his brother, Josh Griffin, as well, didn't he? I bet they were kicking each other under the old dinner table on Sunday night because uh, they had a right tiff, didn't they, in the match? But no, he worked hard, George Griffin. Yeah. Like, like you say, it's, it's work, they are working out. The stats show the, the grafting, and it's just that one percent. That's that's the difference for me. Uh, but yeah, you know, fantastic top tacklers, amazing stuff. Um, big thanks for you to be match reports, man of the matches. Uh, we got a, got a few um, after the game. Uh, Paul Foster errors, ill discipline, um, and his man of the match was Olfertz. Uh, Colin Wilson um, below par performance. Uh, his man of the match was Dudson. Um, Gary Williams, too many mistakes. His man of the match was Bill Goodson. Uh, Tommy Reynolds, two poor teams. Uh, his man of the match was uh, Olfertz. Uh, Patrick Conley, silly, basic mistakes. His man of the match was Bill Goodson. Um, Daft penalties. Uh, George Griffin said Greg Howard. Uh, Richard Martin, only beating ourselves. Uh, he said Evels. I don't think, I don't think, are we beating ourselves, Paul? That's the question. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it us? Yeah, I think so. If you look at the, the four matches where we've just lost, we could have won all four of them. We could have won at Castleford. Probably, I don't know about Wakefield, who was, who was always behind the eight ball at Wakefield, but we played poorly. And in the end, we weren't that far behind in that match. I think the Wigan game we could have won. And the whole game on, on Sunday we could have won. We had enough chances to win that game. 
Uh, we had enough ball to win that game as well. We scored three tries apiece, and we, we should have won that game. I think we should have won. No disrespect to one, but we should have won that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think silly mistakes are costing us. I think we were kicked out on the full again, didn't we, from a dropout and, and countless knock-ons and, and the penalties we conceded as well were poor. So I think we can we can tighten that sort of game. We can be a bit more professional and a bit more smarter. We can start winning these matches, definitely. Yeah, smarter, that's that's the that's the word. Uh, Bob Sutton uh, must do better. Uh, David Deakin, 10 minutes of madness. That was four words, uh, Dave. Uh, is, he, had, he, he couldn't pick a man of the match. Um, Solve the matter enough. Um, not very happy with the performance. Uh, Connor nineteen ninety three bring bring on the championship. No, I don't think it's that bad. I don't, I don't think we're a championship side. I just think we're just a little bit off the top side. I think Connor's gone off the gone off the gone off the edge there. Yeah, it's just straight. It's uh, just straight. You're off that, isn't it? I mean, don't panic, Connor. It's not. Don't panic, Mister Manor. It's not that bad yet, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, we could be Leeds, could we? We could, be, we could be in their position at the moment. I mean, you look at them, that's, that's another part of that to me. Leeds, I mean, people are saying how bad they are. But a couple of weeks ago, they went and won again against Castleford, didn't they, with the, the golden point uh, drop goal from, from Brad Dwyer last week, wasn't it? And uh, look at the way they played against us. So I think they've got good performances in them. I think with them, it's confidence as well, isn't it? So um, it's going to be a fascinating sort of second half of the season to see who actually does finish bottom. Because London have had a few wins, haven't they? And difficult to beat down there. I think they can put a lot of pressure on other teams. If London can start winning games, especially home games, then that's going to put a lot of pressure on the, t- the sides around them to, to who's going to get this relegation spot. Because I can't really see Leeds getting going down because I think they'll win matches at home as the, as the season draws on. Maybe they won't. Maybe they really will be down there. But that's why we need to start winning because if you don't, you could get sucked into that sort of relegation zone. So I know where Connor's coming from. It can soon change, can't it, Rob? You, you look at, like I said before, about a month ago, we was we beat Catalan and everything was, was great. And then a couple of weeks later, we've lost four on the bounce and now you, your confidence is down and winning, winning and losing become habits, don't they? So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think relegation yet, but we've got to make sure we're well away from that. Yeah, like, like I said before, we lead, Paul. You know, we're lacking you know, a leadership group Who's going to drag it? Halfbacks, aren't they? It's halfbacks for them, I think, as well. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, you haven't got Peacock, you haven't got Maguire, you haven't got Rob Burrow, um, you haven't got you know players who find something when, it, when, it, when the chips are down. And the longer you're in contest week in, week out, like Leeds are, and, that, and nobody's coming up with any answers, and you keep getting beat, it's an habit. Like, it, like you say, winning and losing become some habits, don't they? And Leeds, Leeds and the worst thing is, Leeds Rhinos are Leeds Rhinos. So when Leeds Rhinos come to town, everyone's up for it. And, and they, have to, they have to fight that as well. So they're not just coming as, let's say, Huddersfield, for example. Because it's Huddersfield Giants. But when, when you look at the how big Leeds Rhinos are compared to how big Leeds are, there's nothing better than when they play Leeds. So they've got, they've got to kind of factor that in as well. So they've got to give that extra 10, 15% Plus, find some a way of winning, and it's it's difficult. It's difficult. I remember football, Knox Forest. They were a, they were a good side. And they were relegated. Yeah, there's been a lot, hasn't it? Look at Leeds United. They yeah. were a decent team, aren't they? And they've been out of the top flight for a number of years now, haven't they? So yeah, it's, I suppose yeah. Man City, another one, aren't they? How many times did City go down? They went down twice, didn't they? So well, because these top teams have that extra burden of being who they are. 
and that and that and and how players react to that is a is a is, is a is a thing to look out for. You know, yeah. I know is it Jamie Lowe or James Lowe's has, has left Ante Leeds and gone somewhere. Um, and is it Richard Ardaker? Richard. Richard Agar. Agar, sorry, as 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 uh, as stepped in his place. Will that make much of a difference? Will that will that change where Leeds are? That's that's mm. going to be an interesting thing for me. As long as we beat them third of May, mate, I'm not bothered. <laughs> as long as we beat them in that match, we struggle to beat them anyway. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of them in it, but you know, I think that's more of a that's more of a psychological thing, isn't it? Then, because we think we're going to get beat down. It doesn't matter. They can put the eleven under elevens out, and we still can't turn them over. Um, but that's that's where it is. I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because they've signed a big sort of prop forward, haven't they? Big little Sunderland prop forward this week. Yeah, we've just when seen that. Stone, I can't pronounce his name, but I saw that today. Yeah. When he's stolen prop forward, is he is he going to come in and, and, and make a big make make the difference? Is he going to find you know like find that extra you know bit of magic? He's not a match. He's not going to be a match winner. Is he? he's not going to be a game changer. Is he? he's not going to be like someone who's going to. Grab, grab the game early, scruff for the neck and organise your, your, your defence and your attack because he's, he's going to be an impact sort of forward, isn't he? So, a bit of a strange signing to me because if I was a lead supporter, I'd be thinking, you know, we, we could do with a pair of half-backs with at least one half-back yeah. and um, that's where they're lacking and that's where I'd be, be in the shop window. But it's difficult, isn't it, in the middle of the season? Teams don't want to let players go, do they? So, uh, the only chance you've got of getting somebody is somebody on loan or somebody who's unattached to a club and there's not many of them people knocking about. I think it's a we we always talk about Leeds Rhinos Academy and um the conveyor belt of talent coming through and you know it's a fantastic, you know, club and you know but it's they've obviously looked at it and thought, we don't we'll go with that, we'll go with our youth because they'll carry us through. But the youth isn't as good as they think it was. And that's why they haven't that's why they haven't got these gone out and bought a you know, a, a superstar. A couple of superstar Aussies, you know, to, to prop them up because that because they used that you know they've had they had a, you know some good youth players coming through, didn't they? But they always had a, a, a sort of a spine of experience internationally. But when you know things got a bit airier, they found a way, and that's and that's and that's exactly the same as us. Exactly the same as us. That you know we just we just need that bit of some that bit of extra find something a way out to turn these losses around. And if we do that, we're a top four side. Okay. You still there, Paul? Yes, yes, Rob. Oh, sorry, I thought, I thought we'd, we'd move it on. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, mate. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So that was our review. Uh, looking back at the uh, the whole KI game. Next up on the Devil Detail, what we'll do? We'll look back at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week, Paul, we've got a, got a bit of news. Um, talking about the Magic Weekend, uh, 50% off tickets, uh, supporters, you know, lapping them up, I've been told. Uh, money goes straight into the club. Um, great result. Old Flepig following turns up at Liverpool on the 26th of May. Yeah, it's somewhere I've never been before to Anfield. I've been to Liverpool before. I've never been to, to Anfield Stadium before, so I don't know what it's like. It looks all right on the telly, so 
Um, it's a good event, isn't it, the Magic Week? And I've enjoyed going to, to Newcastle the last couple of seasons. So uh, I keep thinking it's at Newcastle, to be honest. I said to my wife the other day, oh, what are we doing for Magic Week? And are we going to stay with your sister? And she said, no, it's Paul, it's at Anfield. So, oh, yeah, I, I just sort of associate with Newcastle now. I've been there the last few years. So I'm looking forward to it, though. It should be good. We're going to be first on the Sunday as well. I'm going to really kick up against Wilkinston Rovers. So it should be, it should be a really competitive match. And it's a crunch game, really. It's a, it's a game against a, a team where... I don't like saying we're, we're, we've got a win and it's a four point and things like that, but these are the, the bread and butter games you've got to get results against, aren't they? And you know, wins against Saints and Warrington and teams like that, a bonus, aren't they? So that, that game's a pivotal one for me. Yeah, if you want to get a ticket, you can ring the club on 01617861570. Um, yeah, a lot of tickets flying out and being told. Um, hopefully, you know, pretty decent following. Uh, if you want to get a coach, uh, it's £15 a person. Um, stopping at Shanders at quarter past ten. Uh, Royal Sovereign half ten. Eccles Town Hall at ten forty. Uh, the Dragon Partridge South uh, Red Devils number one to four uh, pub in the area at ten to eleven. In the AJ Bell at ten past eleven. So it's good that we've got coaches going up as well for people who can't be bothered driving to Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it should be good. Hopefully, we can get a few coaches going there and take a, take a big following. All get set together and. Really get behind the lads because uh, you know Newcastle. It's, it's been good, and uh, the Etihad it was good, wasn't it? As well, we've had some good days out on the. Uh, the we had a bit of mixed fortunes with them, results wise. So we're not looking forward to that. It's on the. Is it the Bank Holiday weekend as well? I think it is at the end of May, so uh, it should be a good day that. And uh, I've got the. I think I'm off on the Monday. Yeah, I am. So we yeah, have, have a pint if we, if we get a result. And looking at other things as well, um, the Magic Weekend shirt. Um, you know, great design and it's for sponsors it, it gives five pounds for each shirt sold um to Salford Royal um for heart monitors. I think the club are doing a great thing doing that. Um nice shirt as well. Hopefully fans will um you know pick them up like they did the old one the other the other magic weekend shirts that these clubs brought out Yeah, yeah. Really will do, Rob. I'm sure they will do. Like I say, it's for, for a good cause, and people are solved for it. Very generous like that. You don't get behind these things, don't they? I'm sure they'll sell loads of shirts, and everybody will have them on on the day. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news: um, Fab Five ticket, Paul. Uh, basically, the club have, have kind of created this um, sort of five-game uh, season ticket uh, for the home games that are left uh, in this season. Basically, you pick two games. Um, from category A and category B, and then one from category C, um, and then the other two games. I think you get sort of vouchers for the other two, and you just pick which games you want. That was my understanding of it, Paul. How about you? So, uh, I got a bit lost with it, really, Rob. So, because right. not just come to all the matches. Yeah. Well, I suppose I suppose you've got to, you know, you've got to kind of prioritise the the bigger games. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Leeds, Castleford, Warrington, Hull, Wakefield, Huddersfield, and Hull KR, uh, and then one from Catalan and Huddersfield. Um, yeah. I, I think you know it's a good idea. I think you know I think it's a lot to expect people to kind of spend a lot of money on a season ticket without them signing out first. So I well, think, yeah, yeah, I, attracting new new people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's fabulous five season uh, five game offer. Um, it's a good one and what I think needs to be done really it needs to be promoted out now to you know people outside our bubble 
I, I saw it on, on the, the, the club's Twitter page um, and, and, and sort of fired out um, a sort of a, a retweet to, you know, the, the, the mainstream media, we call it. Because that, that's, if they pick it up and they decide to, to retweet it to their sort of listeners or their, you know, the people who watch them on the channel or on the news or whatever, then more people will know about it, which means there's more chance of people picking these, these, these uh, five games these tickets up. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think you've got to come up with these um, incentives, haven't you, to attract new people. And uh, you know, it seems a good idea. It'd be interesting to see how many people actually buy into it. Yeah. Um, West End, uh, VIP, 179. Uh, West End Normal, 119. Uh, concession, 129 for VIP, 89 uh, for Normal. Uh, South Stand, uh, 99 for an adult and 79 for concession. So it's a good, it's good value, I think, Paul. Um, you know, for people who, who, like I said before, you know, can't really afford to go and buy a big season ticket to see how it goes. You know, it gives them a taster. Uh, and as long as the club kind of look after them, uh, and keep them, you know, on the hook, we'll call it, uh, and entice them in for, for next season, it's a winner for me. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. don't forget some people work uh, work shifts and things as well, don't they? So they might not have bought a season ticket just because of that reason. So now you come into this, they might think, well, I'm going to go to those matches, so so I'll buy this ticket and save myself a few bob. So I think it's a good idea. Anything that can you can help supporters and is value for money for supporters is, is good, and it's good that the club are trying these initiatives because not all clubs do that, but the, a lot of clubs just expect people to turn up. So at least Salford are trying things and trying new things and, and they're working hard, aren't they, off the, off the pitch. You know, we're, we're, we're skeleton staff really at Salford, aren't we? There's not many people there. You know, Adam left, didn't they, the media manager. And I believe there's some, a, new, a new guy coming in soon as well. And we need that. We, we need new bodies there and, and people to, to help out, don't we? So, yeah, all these initiatives are, are good. Yeah, talking about, obviously, Adam departed, Danny, to, 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 to pastures new. Um, looking at, we had a, well, the mug would believe um, put a blog, put a sort of blog out about our social media uh, performance, and we were very good. Paul, we were very good on Twitter. I think twenty percent, twenty percent. Blue, sorry, it said basically the love would believe said Salford blew everyone away on Twitter with a huge average post engagement score of twenty percent, which is significantly more than any other club in any other sport. So on Twitter, we're the we're the dogs, we're the, we're the we're the top boys on Twitter by the sound of it. Yeah, that's great. That's what it is. I think with social media, you know, you're engaging with with people who are already sort of in, you know interacting, and, and I think the club, you know, do a fabulous job, you know, enter, sort of engaging with those fans and, and entertaining those fans, and when you are eventually involve, get involved in, in watching social bodies, important social bodies, you know, you served up brilliant, um, you know, social media and brilliant videos and brilliant interviews and, and brilliant, you know, things all the time. And, and, and I can't, you know, I've got to, you know, clap that and, and it's amazing. Um, it's just reaching out to, to the people who, who, who aren't inside this bubble because they don't know anything about it. As soon as we find a way... I was waiting for the bubble then. I was <laughs> sat there waiting for you to say it. Yeah. As soon as we find a way to engage with people and drag them in, they'll yeah. be served, served a fantastic treat. Um, that's, that, that's what it is. Because obviously, you know, the, the flip side of that, though, if you obviously look at the, you know, our followers, um, we're like 
second bottom. There's only Huddersfield who have less followers than us. Yeah. rest of them are all, you know, we've got 50, 56,522 followers. All in, I think. I tell you what, Rob, if we could get 10% of them to come to the matches, we'd be doing all right, wouldn't we? 5, yeah. 000. Yeah. But all I'm saying that we're, we're, we're second. There's only Huddersfield that have had a smaller bubble than we do. So it's how we grow, how we grow it. And that, you know, that, that's the big question in it. And that's, yeah. you know, people sat around scratching their heads trying to figure out why that's happened. Um, but, you know, it's a slow burner. I don't think you can expect to, to, to jump and, you know, massive attendance. I think attendances are up last time I spoke to someone about them, uh, this season. And, it, and that's a positive. And that, and that should be, you know, a good thing. And that should be, hopefully, it'll, it'll carry on throughout the season. And, and then if we're up about 25% by the end of the season, you know that that should be job well done, and, and we'll go away, go again, and, that, and that's and that's the way to look at it. I think it's, it's yeah. just about helping us grow our our fan base, uh, and but social media does help, uh, or it doesn't help when trying to attack people who aren't. Oh, no. I think attendances are are what they are, aren't they? Well, I think it's a, it's a touchy subject for me. It's a subject that gets on my nerves sometimes. I mean, you can only do so much. You can't go into Salford and. Frog march people to the ground and say, You're going watching, or put a gun to them and say they're going. People either want to go or they don't want to go. And you can do all you want on social media and what have you. And there's a few factors that, that come into it. I mean, winning matches, people want to be associated with the team, you get a bit of a role, you get to Wembley or to a semi final, people will go. Other than that, I think it is, it's like you said, it's a slow burner. I mean, if we can, if you can go up by sort of, I don't know, 100, 200 people a season and just do that, do it slowly like that. That you mean it's positive in it. Anything's positive. Any sort of rising crowd, whether it's five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, or whatever, is is a positive. And uh, you can only do what you can do. You, you, you can lead an horse to water, but you can't get it to drink. I mean, as, they, as they say, and you know, everybody at the club's working hard. And, and I don't know what the answer is to crowds. I think if you did know the answer to that, you, you'd be the million dollar man, wouldn't you? So it's just why them, them things. We've just got to keep working. And I think every every team's in the same boat, Robert. I think I think football's the same regarding. Unless you're a top-line Premier League football club that gets sold out every week, I think a lot of sport clubs in this country are in the same situation. It's not the 1970s anymore, is it? Or 1950s, 60s, where people have bugger all to do. Now there is so much to do in modern life, and especially in Greater Manchester. There's that much going on. It's not like it was years ago where people went to the match and went to church and on a Sunday they went to the match or whatever. Life's different now. Modern life is different than it. And you've only got to go on Twitter, as you mentioned there, and there's loads of different attractions and loads of other stuff going on, isn't there? And you're competing against that. So I think any positive movement, any increase in crowds is, is a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that, Paul. Like you said, it's just a matter of, of us sort of growing. A lot of people say, oh, you'll just bring a mate. It's, it's not kidnapping. You can't kidnap someone and drag him no. to the game. It's how, it, that's what it sounds like. Just bring a mate. Just drag, he doesn't want to come, but I brought him anyway. And he's there just tied up, like, screaming for his life. It's not what he's here. You know, it's, it's not kind of I understand the logic of all just being a mate who's not come before and, you know, he'll, he'll watch the game and he'll fall in love with it. But don't forget that mate's known you for whatever, however long you're, you've known your mates for. He might be 10 years and he's seen that rollercoaster ride watching Soulful Brothers on the outside. Yeah, he's seen how you've, how you've suffered all through the years yeah. and he didn't want to put up with that because yeah. I've had mates like that, so I'm not going near there. Look at the hell they put you through over the years. All my mates are out of school. Well, I'm, I'm coming back and you're like, oh, how'd you go on? Oh, we got beat again, we were rubbish. And then, yeah. and then, like, whatever, 12 months down the line, I'm like, 
the game and they're looking at me going, you're saying they're rubbish to, you know, to me. <laughs> now you want me to come. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 that's what it is. I think, you know, it's hard to engage, you know, to get people who want, you know, to engage, you know, like get people to the game who aren't already engaged with it. And, that, and that's the diff, that's the difference, that's the, the diff, difficult thing because if you, you're mates with these people, they've, they, they've seen you up and down, haven't they? And, and they'll, yeah. Unless they, unless they like the drama, then you might want to come. But crying out for like a Wembley visit, Rob, isn't it? If you get something like that, that that's something that could sell the dream to people outside the people, isn't it? If you, you oh, get to a final or something like that. Yeah, or a consistent top six finish, and then most people go in. Oh, I'd go on this week. Oh yeah, we beat we beat Castleford away. Oh yeah, we beat all away. We're fourth or fifth in the league. Beat Leeds, yeah. Oh, beat Leeds and oh, did you? Oh, yeah, beat Leeds this week. You know, played really well. Oh, but all right, you know. And then and then you'll they go, well, who've you got this week? Oh, we've got whatever. What it and oh, well, I might I might tag along because you know you the last sort of two or three years it's all been positive. It's all been yeah, we, we beat them at home and beat them away and you know we're, we're safe in the mid you know probably top four, top five, top six. You know we're winning more than we're losing. You know the AJ Bell you know becoming more focused. People are watching the telly and, and reading the newspapers and, and, and seeing that Salford are, you know, competing at the top and they're thinking, oh, I might, I might go down there because, you know, there's so much, so much starting to happen. And that, and that's, that's, that's the difference, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. where we are, uh, really. Consistency is the key, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is, Paul, it is. Consistency is, is the key. You're right with that. Um, talking about, uh, consistency and growing crowds, uh, Paul. Um, Salford Health Day it was against Hull um, quite a successful day uh, lots of great stuff going on and that's, and that's obviously if you're a fan or you're somebody who's come along to watch uh, Salford for the first time you're seeing these activities going on around the stadium and, uh, and in the ground it becomes more of an event doesn't it so they may, might think oh I might come back again if the club managed to, in, to come in with a decent deal for next time yeah, it's engaging, it's engaging with the local community as well, isn't it? Um, and it was nice to see the ladies on the pitch doing the... Was it Tai Chi who were doing the, 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 the weekend? Yeah, I saw them doing that. I think it was at half time. I know I saw it on the, the social media page in the week. That looked interesting. The players got involved with that. And, well, things like that, it's interesting for supporters because not everybody just goes solely for the rugby league. There's, you know, there's obviously got the rugby purists like, like us and... Not everybody's like that. Some people go for the, the entertainment value and, and other things that are going on. And I think the match day entertainment's pretty good. Um, it's been good this season, and that's what it's all about: making the games an event, making each game as an event. And I think you're probably going to talk about it soon about the, the past players there on, on Sunday. That was that was fantastic to see. And I think personally, we should have a heritage round every season where we, we dedicate one home game to pass players and it's just a free ticket for pass players. Pass players should be coming for nothing anyway. They should. I know I was talking to Dick Evans in the week last week and uh, Dick played for Salford and he played for St. Helens and he goes to St. Helens a lot and all he has to do is he phones them up. They know he's a pass player, he's got to hurt his number and they leave him a ticket in an envelope at the reception and he goes and picks it up and goes to watch the match. And that's what it should be like at Salford. You should be engaging with them. It's fantastic to see that some proper heroes there. I mean, a lot of them were before, well, we were all before my time really. And you know, seeing my dad's heroes and seeing what it meant to the support, I thought that was fantastic. But we need to do more of that. That's what's going to engage with the supporters and engage with the older supporters. Because you've said it before, how many people you see around South, you know, cab drivers, bus drivers, people in pubs and whatever. So, oh yeah, I used to watch them in the seventies and whenever. 
And if they see this sort of thing happening, oh, they're old heroes from the 70s and 80s are back at the club, and they just generate that interest. So I thought that did on Sunday. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, I've got a list of the players, Paul, that, 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 that were there. Uh, Dick Evans, Dave Harris, Tony Gawley. Tony Gawley, yeah. Yeah, Trevor Stocklet, Paul Fletcher, Paul O'Neill, Jed Byrne, Chris McGreal, Billy Sheffield, John Butler, John... Billy Sheffield wasn't there, Billy couldn't make it. Oh. Um, John Taylor, Alan Grice, Eric Prescott, Mike Toolman, Steve Fielding, uh, Steve Nash, and Mike Stevenson. Yep, Steve O. Yeah. Steve O didn't play for Salford, but he won the World Cup with Steve Nash in 1972. And I think he was his, his roommate from what I've heard as well. He's a legend in the game, Steve O, isn't he? And won the league with Dewsbury in 1973 and played for Great Britain. But it was, it was, it was, it was great. Billy Sheffield couldn't make it. He's, his family, is, I think it's his son or his daughter in St. Helens, supported the village from St. Helens. And talking to Dick Evans in the weekend, he had to babysit his grandkids so he couldn't come because his family had gone to Catalan watching St. Helens. So uh, <laughs> that's why Billy, Billy couldn't come, unfortunately. But it was great to see the, the other guy. Alan Grice is there every week. Anyway, he's a season ticket holder. So, you know, we're a big shout out to Alan because, you know, for an ex-player like him to, to keep involved with the club, I think it's fantastic. But the other guys that were there, you know, like Eric Prescott and it was just great to see a guy who played so many games for us and Mike Coombe and the reception they got. And when they walked over to the, the South Stand and the Salford supporters were shouting Salford, Salford to they were all sort of lifting their arms in the air and I got a bit emotional. And I got a bit emotional when Mike Coombe came out as well because I know Mike quite well now. He's with him being a friend of my dad's and he spends a bit of time with him. We do see him every now and again. And, you know, he's, he's been poorly with his, with his Alzheimer's and whatever. But I think speaking to him on, on, on Sunday... We really, really enjoyed it, and I think that's great that we're, we're, we're putting the players back there, rightfully where they deserve to be. Because some of those players, well, all those, those players are legends in our club, and they've done so much for that for the club. And for us to give them a little bit back now, you know, years after they finished playing, I think that that's great. Yeah, I think I think it helps. I think it helps everyone, uh, supporters and the club, to build that community feel. Because obviously, you look you look back at these legends, don't you? That you know, you know, served us so well. Uh, in the Senators and the Aces and you know it's great that the, the club have, have gone down that route um, hopefully it'll continue hopefully it'll grow um, and yeah that, that's what it's all about like you said I think it's a good idea to have a, a heritage weekend even even if it's the club the Super League don't decide to do it we, we, we could do it no I think I, no, I, could, we, I, think we should, I think we should do it as a club I know, I know Wigan I think Wigan do it someone told me Wigan do it they have an ex-players round I think it's in May or June because um, clubs don't clubs have all sorts of different rounds don't they you have the state of mind round which all the super league do rightfully so as well I think some teams have an armed forces round don't they where they let you know people who've served and past and present uh, servicemen and women in for uh, for discounted prices or for free or whatever I think we did it a few years ago didn't we and why not have this as an ex-players round where you know ex-players should be welcomed with open arms every week but I think that'd be fantastic that sort of, in the summertime when the weather's decent Dedicate around to him and, and get him out on the pitch, and perhaps send him invites out as well. You know, you could you could always ask the players to to, to register interest with either Facebook or whatever, and then you could get the numbers and then perhaps send them an invite and, and get them there to the game because people are absolutely love it. I mean, I saw Mick Worrell there. Mick Worrell was there on um, on Sunday as well. He was a, a guest in the club. I think I saw him when I was upstairs in the VIP. And he didn't look any different from from when he played. So. Uh, no, it's great. It's great to see see all players. I think it's magical when you, when you see them, don't you? After they finish playing, and, uh, 
But it was a, despite the result on, on Sunday, it was, it was great to see them games. Yeah, I think, I think because obviously sort of professional sport is quite unforgiving, isn't it? When you're, when you're sort of the man and you're playing every week, everyone loves you, but when you retire, you disappear and then the next era, the next fans era comes along and it, I think it must be difficult kind of adjusting to that and growing older as the game moves on and, and people's lives move on that you look back and you think, you know, I'd, I'd just come into like why people don't kind of like rush up to you like they did when you were, you know, the top player in the 70s. I think it must be difficult for, you know, for, for players you know, like that. But this kind of thing will help because people obviously will, be, will begin to realise who they are and what they've achieved. Uh, <coughs> people think a lot of them, don't they, Rob? They certainly do. A lot, of, a lot of people who sort of grew up with that team in the 70s, I was listening in to people talking on Sunday and I've, I've seen people's comments on some of the Facebook pages and that. I shared quite a lot of the pictures on, on the Anorax page and it, it was great and you shared some on the Devil and Detail page, didn't you? And people have sort of said, oh, that's the first time I've seen such a body in, you know, whatever year. So I think they were really happy, the supporters, to see them and the reception they got. They all came out one by one, didn't they? The reception they got was, was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, amazing day. Well done, club. Many more ideas like that to, to come, hopefully. Um, Rochdale tickets are available for Sunday. Um, buy them online or buy the stadium. Always good to get them uh, before the match day, Paul. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can do get them before the game. I'm not too sure how much they are on, on Friday night. But talking about crowds, it's probably going to be a difficult crowd on, on, on Friday night. Obviously, it's all pay, isn't it? And, you know, with respect to Rochdale, I wouldn't have thought they'd have brought, brought like a massive following. So, um, so yeah, get there if you can. Because it's a challenge cup, isn't it? If you win this game, you're in the last 16, aren't you? So, it's not that far to Wembley, is it? It's the road to Wembley as well. So, uh, cup games are, uh, are always special. So, make sure you can get down there on Friday. So, well, it's probably too late now because it's Wednesday where we're recording this. But if we know that obviously Rochdale aren't going to bring sort of 2,000 people with them, should the club be sort of trying to tap the university or, you know, previous other big days out that we've had this season to try and bump our crowd up? Could, should, that be, should that be happening? Because obviously we've had a, we've had the big university takeover. A lot of people turned up for that. We'd love to see them down there on Friday. Are we going to have? Is somebody tapping them to say come down for a tenner? Is that happen? No, I'm not sure. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not. But if, if we're thinking that this Rochdale game might not have enough people, why why are we not sort of cashing our chips in and saying to you know, university and, and you know what other things and say look come, come for a discount ticket I know you came for the, the big day out uh, you make a day out come again I'll give you an half price ticket and see how that rolls yeah I know what you mean you've got, you've got to be thinking like this all the time haven't you yeah it's just it's just been, uh, probably Wednesday now so it's probably too late but you know that that's that's the thing where I think to myself we just need to to think well we've got Rochdale we're not going to get a big crowd Let's try and cash our chips and then get get our you know get a big crowd in you know somehow our discount ticket for amateur clubs or uh, schools they're on they're on our turn though aren't they now so that's another yeah. thing that's, you know you've not got that kind of ability to to you know sort of uh, sort of uh, what we're looking for contact the school and say you know come and 
to then get away 32 kicks from it. Salon, you keep the money, don't bring the kids. But again, well, we can't do it on our two staff too, but we could have done it two weeks ago when the draw was made. Yeah, you've got to go out to you and think about these things. It might have already been done, it might, it might, and you might have had like a mistake on it, we don't know, do we? I'm just thinking, you know, games like this where we get, it, we get a small amount, like like Catalan, like London, you know, where we know a lot of people, you know, won't get a lot of saying that on Sunday, full FC Sunday, three thousand six hundred. Do you think full brought enough for for us to play him on a Sunday? There's a lot of talk about Sunday games. Oh, we're going to get big crowds, big crowds. I think yeah, I, I think you get more old supporters there. I don't think there's been as many old supporters as that on Friday night because it's a cow coming down the M62 on a Friday night from Alter Salford. So mm. I think that that's a lot of old supporters. That game would a Friday night. The majority of them old supporters probably would have said, "I'm not going there." Yeah. We'll chill and watch it on the listen to it on Radio One beside it, whatever. So I think Sundays for me are the, are the, the, the should be the game day or Saturday afternoon or Saturday tea time or so. I think Saturday or Sunday's got to be the game. I think Fridays Fridays are dead duck at the moment um, yeah. and Thursdays. I mean, I know Thursdays dictated by Sky, but I think that's that's crazy. I think Sky should not let on there because it's not fair on supporters. Friday nights are difficult. People work, don't they? And not so much that it's the traffic in and around Greater Manchester, especially on the M60. It's an absolute nightmare, and even a weekend is busy. But Friday night, it's an absolute pain for people to to, to get to the ground. So uh, I think Sundays are the, are the right day, and I think you've noticed that the season, but the crowds have the crowds have sort of generally generally gone up, haven't they? So um, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. The crowds, and if we can get back on a winning run and get some positivity back, I'm sure the crowds will start rising again. I think it's twelve percent. I think last time I was told twelve percent up so far. Yeah, any any sort of increase is good. Yeah. This is true. Um, but yeah, that's, that's good news. Hopefully, you know, big crowd uh, against Rochdale on Friday. Final one, Paul, the squad builder. We, hope, we haven't mentioned it for a few weeks, um, but the people who signed up for that have done an amazing job. Um, Christian Inu coming in. Um, great. I think, obviously, putting people putting the hard work, hard-earned money into, into it, you know, allows the club to go out and buy quality players, which then allows us to get to that next level. So, well done, everybody. If you haven't signed up for the uh, the squad builder, uh, there's three categories. Silver category is 100 quid. Uh, the gold category is 250 quid. And the platinum is 500 quid. Um, but you get lots of different stuff, don't you, Paul, as well, which is good news. Yeah, yeah, and it all helps the club, doesn't it? And I'm sure the club are going to continue on for next season. Well, I'd like to hope they will anyway. And it just shows you that the hard work that people have put in and they are doing cash because it, it's not cheap, is it? And when you're buying your season ticket as well and you go to the away games and that, it, it can cost you a few bob, can't it? So, uh, so the one who's done that has, has done a good job. And to, to sort of, you know, you've got your signing over the line there in Christian, isn't you? But I think you've also helped with some of the other players as well. So um, I think it's, it's been a great incentive, that. Yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, and hopefully, you know, more people sign up for it. If you've got juice in your tank, you know, the more players that we can that we can go and buy when we need them. So that's what I think it's all about. Like you say, that's people have, have managed to, you know, dig deep and, and you know the club managed to pick up a new, which is uh, which is really good. So that was all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Uh, next up on the Devil in Detail, what we'll do, we'll look at the Amit report with Paul. 
Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We shall start off with the National Conference Premier Division. And these games were played on Saturday, the 6th of April. Rochdale Mayfield played out a thrilling draw, 26 points apiece against Lee Minor Rangers, leading by 20 points to 6 at half-time with tries from English Foy, Gleeson, Sheridan Hartley and three goals from Hartley. Rochdale Mayfield were pegged back in the second half by Lee Minor Rangers and 26 points apiece, that one finished. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten at home to Pilkington Rex by 28 points to 16. In Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's had better luck. They won away from home at Drillington by 25 points to 16. A good win there for Oldham St. Anne's. Waterhead Warriors were beaten at home to Wollstone Rovers by 38 points to 10. Salford City Roosters drew at home to Batley Boys by 28 points apiece. Salford's tries coming from Tom Southern, Paul Morgan, Tom Pratt, Andrew Muscott and Adam Taylor. And four kicks, four goal kicks from uh, Joe, John Openshaw as well. So a good result for Salford City Roosters. In their uh, in their quest to survive Division Three this year, they've played seven, won five, won one, drawn one, lost five up to now. The fixtures for this Saturday, the thirteenth of April, it's Hunslet Club Park side against Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division. Division One is Wigan St Pat's against Saddleworth Rangers, and in Division Three, Dewsbury Celtic play Oldham St Anne's, Hewith play Waterhead Warriors, and Salford City Roosters are at home to the Hunslet Warriors. Well, the Battle of the National Cup final takes place at the South Leeds Stadium, Hunslet, that's Hunslet Rugby League's ground, on the 14th of April, that's that's this Sunday, uh, the 14th of April, 2 o'clock kickoff. admission is £5 for adults, concessions £3, under 16 is free, it's West Hull against Thato Heath Crusaders, so that promises to be quite a game, that one, uh, this, this coming week. Well, in the North West Men's League, it, the action was on Saturday the 6th of April, Hindley 44, Rochdale Mayfield A12, that was in the North West Cup. In the North West Trophy, Berry Broncos were beaten at home by Crossfield A by 40 points to 22. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 18th of April. Sorry, for Saturday the 18th of April. There's no games this week. The, the, the games are Saturday the 18th of April, the next fixtures. In the Premier Division, it's Rochdale Mayfield A against Holton Farm with Hornets. In Division 1, Hindley against Oldham St. Anne's A. Folly Lane play Blackbrook. Division 2, it's Langley Reds against West Hot and Lions. Manchester Rangers against Charlie Panthers. Wigan St. Jude's A against Berry Broncos. Division 4, Blackpool Scorpions play Rochdale Cobras. Garswood Stags play Caddy's Ed Rhinos. Runcorn out home to Saddleworth Rangers A. And in Division 5, it's Bolton Mets against Salford City Roosters A. There was just one result in the College Rugby League last week in the Premier Division. It was Hotwood Hall 20, Furness 16. In the North West Youth League, the under-18s, these results are from last Sunday. Oldham St Anne's 28, Shevington Sharks 22. In Division 1 of the under-18s, Rochdale Mayfield 12, Wigan St Jude 44. Division 2, Langley the Reds 10, Wigan St Patrick's 26. And Salford Roosters 14, Folly Lane 48. And West Hart and Lions, they had a good win. They beat Charlie Panthers by 60 points to nil. Those were all the under-18s. In the under-16s, Division 1, Waterhead 12, Oldham St Anne's 18. Division 2, Rochdale Mayfield 34, Folly Lane 4. And Division 3, Leyland Warriors 66, Caddy's Ed Rhinos 1. Well, it's Challenge Cup weekend this weekend. It is the round 5, Salford enter the competition. And as I mentioned before, that's all Heath Crusaders against West Hull in the National Cup final. I'd check, if you're going to go to that game, i check it's on because I don't think it can be because that's all Heath Crusaders are playing against Jewsby Rams in the Challenge Cup this weekend. That game's on BBC Online, 3 o'clock on Sunday, so whether that's been advertised wrong, I'm not too sure, but I'd find out because I don't think they'll be playing two places at once. The rest of the Cup games, they get underway on Thursday night. It's Halifax against London Broncos, that's a 7.30 kickoff. Hull Kingston Rovers play Lee Centurions, that's a 7.30 kickoff on Thursday. 
On Friday night, Leeds Rhinos play Workington Town. Salford Red Devils are at home against Rochdale Hornets. On Saturday, Witness Vikings play York City Knights. And the rest of the games are on Sunday. It's Bradford Bulls against Featherstone Rovers. Doncaster against Batley Bulldogs. And Thato Heath against Dewsbury Rams. So the winners from these games will go into the last 16 where the other rainy really eight teams from the Super League will will join the competition so it's uh, it's getting close close to Wembley if you can get through this one and get through the next one you're in the quarterfinals so cup fever is definitely sort of exciting me now but that's it from me that's all I've got for you on the amateur report this week I shall see you at Salford on Friday night for Salford against Rochdale Hornets Paul, that was your amateur report. Uh, next up, on the Devil of Detail, what we're going to do, we'll look forward to the game, the Challenge Cup game against Rochdale on Friday. It's time on the Devil of the Details. So, Salford Devils are at home in the Challenge Cup against Rochdale on Friday night, Paul. Our first step to Wembley. Yeah. Good draw for us, really, Rob. I think any home tie in the Cups is a good draw. If you can draw aside from the lower league, it's, I wouldn't say it's a given you're going to get through. You've got to you've got to perform and you've got to win the game. You've got to do the hard work and win the match. So Rochdale are going to come and give us a test. You know, their, their coach player, coach Carl Forster, played for Solver, didn't he? So we're... He's going to be coming with his, his, his side. He's a, he's a youngster as well, Carl. I don't think he's 30 yet. I think he's one of the youngest, if not the youngest coach in, in professional rugby league. And he's doing a good job there at Rochdale. And they're a good club. They're a, they're a fans' run club, I believe, as well, Rochdale. They don't get massive support, but they've got some, some good supporters there, some, um, some lifelong supporters. And uh, they're a good town as well. And I've got a lot of time for the people at Rochdale. And I hope, um, I hope they come in and are competitive on. Uh, on Friday night, I hope we get the win, but I hope it's, it's a good game, and I'm sure it will be. I think they'll give us a tough test, at least for sort of an, an hour anyway. And uh, you'd like to think our full time fitness and uh, the, the quality players we've got will have enough in the tank. Yeah, obviously, banana skin possible, um, but like you said, hopefully, players will be switched on. They know what they need to do uh, to get a result on the. On Sunday, because obviously we don't want to get beat on because that would send a big sort of downer on anyone, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. In the Challenge Cup's a competition that we want to do well, isn't it? We got to the semi-final a couple of years ago. Last season we got knocked out in this, at this stage last season, we got knocked out by a championship opposition in Lee. Uh, that, that away game at Lee Sports Village where they beat us on that Friday night. It was a dreadful performance, so we don't want one of those again. We don't want to go into that game half cup. We want to go there and, uh, and, and get the result on Friday night. They've got some ex off players, as I said before. With um, Carl Forster, Stuart Howarth as well, played at Salford. We've also got um, Scott Moore playing for them as well. He's he's been a very experienced player in, in Super League. Had a bit of time in Australia as well, so they've got some some talent in the team. Ian Watson obviously talks about <coughs> rotating his squad. If you were Ian Watson, who, what would you do? What would you would you look at freshening the pack up, or are we talking about just a few of our Backs are half backs. Uh, when you say well, 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 well,
Uh, Lee Mossop's out injured, Josh Bush is injured, so we've not really got a, a massive amount of players we could, we could bring in anyway, really. I know Logan Tompkins is, is hovering about around the squad. I don't think he's made the um, 17 man squad. I've not seen it, so I, I'm not. Well, I have seen it, but I can't remember it well. But I know Lawton's in it. Will McCarthy's in it, so there could, there could be some changes around there. Junior Sal's in the side, so will Junior come in? You'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't. I wouldn't like to say on, on the podcast do I? I think it'd be unfair for me to say. Yeah. But, uh, I think I think there will be changes. I think I think Ian, Ian will change things on. Yeah, looking at the squad, I've got it here: Evels, Chamberlain, Wellen, Sal, Jake Bibby, Louis, Goodson, Jones, Griffin, Lusick, Walker, Burke, McCarthy. McAvoy, Tompkins, Alfords, Lawton, Inu, and Hastings. So, like you said, Lawton. Well, Flanagan injured? Nope, Flanagan's not in. Um, I, don't, I don't know who they picked to, to knock up. I thought Josh Jones picked to knock up, knock up on Sunday, but he must be okay. So, whether he, he might find his resting Flanagan, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't have thought Matt Flanagan would have been dropped, but he could be one of the changes then. Yeah, like you said, McCarthy's in there, Lawton's in there. Um, <coughs> well, game time gives people opportunity, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. And don't forget, Adam Lawton spent some time at uh, Rochdale Lawrence this season on, on loan. And um, he did very well. He scored a few tries for them, didn't he? And looked blockbusting against them in the championship level. So I know he's found it difficult at Super League level, the pace of the game. So it could be an ideal opportunity for him to test himself against Rochdale and, and get himself up to speed. With us this season, so uh, I'll be impressed to see. It. Sorry, I'll be interested to see how, how Adam goes on at the weekend. Yeah, um, score prediction. Well, weather first. I'll have a weather first. Have a weather. <laughs> well, these will be trying. The weather looks alright this week. Um, what have we gone for? I've gone sold for fifty-two. Got on at six. Fifty-two six. I'm normally really conservative, me. I'm always good. I'm thinking, oh, that's a fifty-two. I'll be the weather. It's going to be cloudy. Oh, is it? Oh, God, it's my phone, isn't it? Is it? Wrong. You're joking. Uh, I've got cloudy. Yeah. But cloudy. You do have us winning by 40 points every week, so if your weather's <laughs> anything like your schools. <laughs> cloudy, 11 degrees, so bring your big coat, I'm saying. Uh, degrees, that's warm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be. Maybe not the big coat, maybe they'd like It's be never warm there, though, don't they? Oh. It's always going gale, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like all the microclimate in it this is true like being on a boat <laughs> being on a boat um, right so I'm going to go uh, I'm thinking you know we're going to do enough I think we're going to we're going to get back to winning ways I'm thinking um, solid 60 minutes and then what I will rotate a bit in the last 20 the likes of Hastings off and Rob Louie off, make sure they don't pick up an injury or anything like that. So, I'm going to go with <coughs> Salford 50, uh, Rockdale 8. 50 points to 8. Took you long enough there, didn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, what are you like when you go to Tesco to do your astral lot really for that keeper from the stars and numbers? Well, I, I, to be honest, Paul, what I do what I do when I do that is um, I look at I just you know when numbers I just wait for numbers to pop into me. Yeah. I just write down. That's what that's what happens usually. That's what you do with your score prediction, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, we're both pretty close this week, aren't we? That yeah. one, so. 
Yeah. We've still, we've still been nowhere near for that number, is it? No. no. That, that's, why, that's why we do a podcast every week, because we spoke with no stuff. <laughs> he says. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get there, Paul. One day, we'll, we'll have that safety for kids, and you know, it'll be amazing. Yeah. We will, it will, we will get there one day. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Another great show, Paul. Yeah, good to be back, Robert. I missed it last week. We couldn't do it last week because of uh, internet problems. That could be what. No, yeah. so good, good to be back this week and looking forward to the, the match on Friday night. Excited for that. Yeah, technical issues. Technical issues, we'll call it. Um, but hopefully, back on the road again. Back on the old uh, podcast trail. And uh, yeah, hopefully celebrating our Challenge Cup win next week. So, I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil and Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. a day. Live. Radio Contact.